This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Jason, and with me as usual is Rich. Hello, Rich. What is going on? Not a whole lot. You know, we're, of course, uh, deep into the NBA offseason. and uh, <laughs> The doldrums of the offseason, really. It is. No and one's this is, doing yeah. anything. No one's trading. No one's signing. It's just... Yeah, there's international play. Bag. Yeah, there's the World Cup, but no one really, you know, is is super into that. Um, <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about Australia, Team Australia here. We're not. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. No, fine. Not, all not right. This time. Not this time. Sorry. If, if you try. Sure. the petty. I did all that petty Mills research for nothing. So. That was that's too bad. I, <laughs> we'll use I, it for something. I'm sure we'll use it for some other. Right. Later, well, so. it's the joy of more knowledge of Patty Mills. Is <laughs> right. Exactly. It. Yeah. It's it's the lessons we learned along the way that uh, yes are really important. So the, the, the friends we made along the way, <laughs> right. for Patty Mills. Absolutely. Yeah. So we are talking about our uh, 2010s All Decade Team. Um, the 2010s are basically over in terms of uh, basketball. You know, the next season will be, of course, 2020, which begins a new decade. Begins 2019, but ends in 2020. It counts what year ends. So uh, NBA.com recently published a list that is unofficial, but they came up with their own um, best NBA players of the 2010s. Uh, there were uh, 15 players chosen by a panel of NBA.com and NBA TV producers and analysts. So... Um, this is not an official honor bestowed upon the NBA, which they make sure to note in the uh, in the article. But I thought this would be kind of fun for us to uh, get our take on this and maybe uh, look at some uh, who we might choose for our uh, players of the 2010s. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be fun. I mean, because they released this list and nobody had any issues with anybody named of it. So we thought, <laughs> hey, you know what? Since since they released it to absolutely zero fanfare and nobody you know, seem to disagree or argue any of the players that were on there. We thought it'd be a good idea for us to go on here uh, and talk about the first, second and third team guys that maybe should have made it guys that shouldn't have made it guys that were kind of on the fringes. And it's just a good look. Cause like, it's, it's hard to believe that that is like, that's history now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like 2010, like the 2010s is going to be done. And it's, it's, it's interesting now that we can actually have like a discussion like this about this decade that we, you know, through half of this decade, we were doing this podcast. And now it's like these guys that we've sort of seen grow as we've been doing this. And and it's just kind of, yeah, it'll be a fun little exercise to kind of look at it and, and, and kind of finally, I think for the first time that I've done it, really look back at this decade and go, okay, what were the big stories? Who were the big players? Who was the best of the best? Like, it's kind of fun to do that because you're when you're in the moment, it's hard to kind of have that same sort of rationale. But now that we're kind of putting a cap on the, on the 2010s, it'll be fun to kind of go back and look at them. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the the players who are going to have the best advantage here are players who who played throughout the entire decade. I mean, you're you're looking at uh, the careers of great legends like Kobe Bryant and Tim Duncan and Dirk Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade, guys like that, all kind of winding down. You know, first half of the decade or first few years of the decade, they were still pretty awesome. You know, by the end, they were either retired or or definitely kind of on their way out. So most of those guys, I don't think, are going to be making our list. A few made it onto the NBA.com one. Um, 
but so you know, you, and, but you have to kind of obviously consider, you know, the, the versus you know a guy who was r- really good or or you know pretty good throughout the that entire decade versus. You know, a guy, like we said, in that first category, that legend, you know, who were great the first half of the decade versus guys who, you know, were rookies early on in the decade and really came along midway. I mean, there is an interesting discussion to be had here. I'm sure we'll have with some of these players of, you know, are you valuing more, you know, being really good for the entire decade or, you know, if you have a super high peak and start off a little bit later, you know, that that's an interesting question as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think you and I maybe even have some different thoughts about that. I don't know. People have some different thoughts. So that'll be an interesting experiment because there are a few names here um, on this list, on the actual NBA.com list that I have some pretty big disagreements with just because of that reason. Like you mentioned, it's 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 where do you go? Do you go with consistent over the entire decade which you know obviously will will benefit people that have been around the entire time or around most of the decade or do you kind of give a benefit to guys who rose real high during the decade and then sort of maybe fell back a little bit or flat out just stopped playing the rest of the decade so it'll be fun to kind of uh, uh dive into that yeah for sure so i guess we'll just go with the nba.com um uh teams and then we'll kind of say where we kind of lie along the this lines um I think the first team's pretty solid. Uh, it is uh, Steph Curry, James Harden, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Kawhi Leonard. How do you feel about those selections? So I, I'm I, I'm actually pretty cool with four of the five. Uh, Curry, obviously, there's no there's no argument to be made for Curry to not be in the first team. Absolutely, James Harden, 100 agree, first team for him as well. And then LeBron and Kevin Durant, you know, speak for themselves. Kawhi is one that I I I don't know why, but I have a little bit of a weirdness. For him, and, and it's not that I don't think Kawhi Leonard's a fantastic player. Like, I'm all I'm probably doing is moving him to like the second team or whatever. But I do wonder if because of certain things like longevity, like certain things of missing an entire year, and certain things of I I, I don't know, he just feels kind of out of place there. We look at you know the the All Star Burts, the All NBA teams for all those other guys. It's you know six for Curry uh, on both All NBA's and All Star teams. James Harden seven time All Star, six time All NBA. LeBron ten out of ten. Uh, Kevin Durant ten All Star games, nine All NBA's. And then Kawhi Leonard is three. And for whatever, it was just kind of like, okay, no, I know he's had some really high peaks. And obviously this offseason was probably peak of in terms of like Kawhi Leonard love and and, and rightfully so. I mean, he he put Toronto on his back and, and won the, you know, one of the more historic NBA title, uh, titles of all time. Just, I don't know. It, it's a little weird to me. Like I, I kind of like someone like a Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook in that spot, even though I think Kawhi Leonard's probably a better player than those two guys, but those two guys feel like they represent that decade more than I feel like Kawhi Leonard represents that decade. Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely makes sense. I mean, I guess, you know, some of the parameters of list lists are there. There's, um, you know, a two backcourt players and three frontcourt players. So if you're taking Leonard and putting in. Oh, uh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. I guess if, if you got to do that, because then, then the, Oh, positions. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, because then yeah. it becomes a little trickier. Like Anthony Davis, kind of the same thing. I don't know. I, Davis, I guess, had more of a, of, of a track record this decade than I would kind of give him credit for maybe initially. So he's maybe one you put in there. But then I, I don't know if they're kind of classifying him. Yeah, that, it does become tougher if you have to kind of find a forward because it feels like a very guard heavy list. Like a Blake Griffin type who's on the All-NBA second team, which we'll get to in a sec. He doesn't feel like he's a first-team guy. Like, I kind of like him in the second team. Carmelo, I I guess, but that feels icky, doesn't it? That doesn't – I don't like that. That's a little weird. So, you know, with that little caveat of, 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 you know, as you said, kind of making sure that it has to be forwards and it has to sort of be balanced and all that sort of stuff, then then I do see it a little bit more that way. Maybe Davis moves to the first team, but now, yeah, now that I'm kind of thinking about it a little bit more, maybe Leonard does stay where he's at. Yeah, I – um. I, I would most agree with you. I, I, I think that Leonard is definitely the one that I'm not sure about on the first team. I think the others are definitely uh, are, are slam dunks. Um, Leonard, I think, you know, he, two finals MVPs in there, obviously. Um, he uh, he has, I believe, uh, four all defensive nods, including three first teams um, as not as he is and he has won twice one defensive player of the year so you know those are some accolades that other guys wouldn't necessarily have paul paul and westbrook um so those are boost uh didn't really start his career until 2012 um that was his rookie season and wasn't really a star player really until really 2015 2016 was his first all-star year i think 2015 was really the first year where um 
you know, he, he was kind of in there. And then, of course, he missed one, you know, almost one full season there. So mm-hmm. you're really talking about, you know, four seasons um, of that level of play. Um, I mean, I, I think he's done enough to definitely uh, warrant that consideration. And, you know, if you're going three forwards and two guards or, you know, three, you know, there, there are a lot of centers here. Which we're going to find out uh, as we go through this list. Um I do think that he probably is the best choice, but it is very close, um, you know, between Paul and um, and Westbrook. Um, I, I guess, OK, so if you were going to let, let's say we decided that Leonard, you know, we wanted to put Paul Westbrook on there um, ahead of Leonard. Uh, who do you think you would pick? Uh, yeah, and that's so we're not we're not caring about positions that we're just saying, hey, right. whoever you want on the team, put on the team. Um I think I would pick Westbrook. I, I really do. And that's, it, again, I think Kawhi Leonard is a better player than Russell Westbrook. I just think Russell Westbrook kind of represents that decade a little bit more. I feel like the eight, you know, eight all-star games, uh, eight, uh, you know, all NBA Burts, you know, obviously crazy stats, you know, one of the the more fun MVP seasons of all time, the, the highs with the Thunder, even though they obviously don't go to the finals, they don't win titles like Leonard does. It just, for whatever reason, I don't know. I, I feel like he is a better representation of, of the decade. And I also think that, as weird as it is because they didn't win any titles, like I kind of want all of the OKC three to be in that first team because I feel like they so represent this decade in terms of winning MVPs, in terms of, you know, making the NBA finals, you know, the one time they made it, in terms of making Western Conference finals. Like they feel like very, very representative of the last, you know, 10 years in the NBA where Kawhi Leonard, even though he has those high highs, he just doesn't, I don't know, for whatever reason, maybe because of his personality or whatever, doesn't feel synonymous. Uh, with that, with that decade, as much as he maybe should, and 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 I'm someone who really enjoys Kawhi Leonard. I love Kawhi Leonard. Loved his run on the Spurs. You know, obviously loved what he did with, with, with Toronto last year. It's just I don't know. I feel like Westbrook, stat wise and also just legacy wise, kind of feels a little bit better on this two, all decade team than than Kawhi Leonard. And and I don't know why I feel that initially, but I just kind of do. Yeah, three straight seasons with triple doubles. Uh, that's. You know, that that one, uh, like, obviously, I know that, but that one just sort of seems like, you know, just a few years ago, the idea that someone would average triple double again over a season was unthinkable. Right. That was the news. The news was that he averaged it in one season. (laughs) Now he's just kind of done. And we're like, all right. And I think what's what's weird about it is and it's it depends on when this voting kind of happened, because Kawhi Leonard, obviously, like I said, the Toronto thing puts him over the top for a lot of people. It, it, It was just a heroic season for him. And in the same case, like Russell Westbrook is now sort of in the nadir of his career where people are just kind of like, eh, I don't know, man. He like he puts up big. But like two years ago, man, Russell Westbrook was flying high and people were loving it. And it's oh my God. Look at these stats. Look at these triple doubles. And it's so interesting how one season kind of turned things around so dramatically where now it just feels like Russell Westbrook's like this guy where everyone's like, yeah, but like he doesn't help the team. And he doesn't do, like we're two years ago. We're just like, who cares? Get all the rebounds. Steal them from Steven Adams. Who cares? Like we want him to get triple doubles. And now we're just kind of like, oh, I don't know, like because he's had so many playoff failures, because maybe he hasn't hit hit those highs whereas Kawhi Leonard is is you know riding the high right now so it kind of yeah it it, it makes it a little weird there uh in, in in the case of Leonard versus Westbrook even though that that's a tough mix though like I can't we're, we're talking about the elite of the elite it's not like I'm throwing Kawhi Leonard off the list and, and he can't he's not even on the third team and he's gone all together it's just when you're talking about the first team and there's five guys that you need to kind of represent the decade I just feel like Russell Westbrook probably has to be in there yeah, no, yeah, it's a really interesting um, debate there. And, and, and yeah, I think I might have Westbrook edge Leonard uh, in, in that case. And I, I would pick Westbrook over Paul, even though I think maybe Paul overall might be the better player. I think the peaks for Westbrook uh, push him over the top, obviously won the MVP um, and he just has had such dominant, you know, eye popping um, numbers and impact and maybe not always for the best for his team, but he just does so much that um, it's I mean, he's a great player, obviously, you know, the, the, he has flaws in his game, but, uh, you know, the, I think the great things outweigh the flaws. No question sure. about it. Uh, just um, numbers wise, uh, if you're looking at box pro plus minus, uh, if you're looking at uh, over the decade minimum of uh, 300 games, uh, Westbrook is third overall um, at 7.3. Paul is fifth overall at 6.9. Uh, Leonard is eighth at 6.1. Uh, LeBron being first at 9.6. Uh, Nikola Jokic is, is second. Uh, didn't really count him on here because he didn't play long enough, although that's that's pretty high-popping there. Uh, Harden is fourth. Uh, Curry is sixth. Uh, Durant is seventh. So basically most of the guys that we're talking about here are um, you know near the top of that list. So... 
One thing that's pretty interesting, we'll get through it as we kind of talk about some of the other, uh, you know, top names or whatever, but they did a pretty damn good job of, of, of getting like the top, top tier players. Like there's not there. We'll talk about it. There's, there's a few, there's a couple like kind of egregious guys, but for the most part, um, you look at the list and, and, and how things are sorted and, and, and look at a few different stats. Like they pretty much nailed it almost exactly. You know, this, this list of players, there's a few that, yeah, like I said, we're going to have some, some debates with a few of the players, uh, but all in all, I think they did a pretty good job with this list. Yeah, you know, I, I I think I think it's a pretty good uh, representation. There are two or three that I would quibble with, but overall, yeah, certainly. I mean, I, I don't know. I I, I don't want to like praise him too much because I feel like NBA.com should do a pretty good job of picking uh, NBA, you know, twenty <laughs> tens all decade list. I mean, this isn't soccer.com, you know, or uh, you know, or you know, flowers.com. I mean, I think this. Uh, I think they should do a good job. We 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 should you know expect them to do a pretty yes. good job of reflecting players. So. Um, yes. So the second team, uh, as you mentioned, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, um, Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, and Carmelo Anthony. Uh, one name there sticks out to me as sort of, uh, an interesting name and, you know, box score wise, like, you know, he's, he still put up pretty good numbers, uh, you know, 23.9 points, uh, 6.8 rebounds, 2.9 assists per game. You know, the, his ranks in PER win chairs are, aren't bad for the decade. Uh, I did have eight all-star appearances, three all NBA, uh, but yeah, Carmelo Anthony, probably not the best choice here. Yeah, it's that, that's one that I really do kind of quibble with. There's, there's two names that more than any I quibble with. Uh, and Carmelo is one of them because like you said, there, there is, there is a lot to like about Carmelo's resume. He, in terms of just like, you know, basic, like back of the baseball card stuff, you know what I mean? Obviously I, I should, I guess basketball card, but I did you? I, I had I had some basketball cards, but I had more baseball cards. Were you a basketball card guy? Not really. No, I was. Yeah, I was more of a baseball card. I was more to baseball at the time. I was clicking cards. So yeah, that same thing. So it's kind of like I had basketball cards, but the term is you know back of the whatever. Anyway, but like when you really dig deep into into some of the ranks here, and this is kind of the ranks of of everybody in the 2010s. You know, he's eighth in total points, which you'd kind of expect from Carmelo Anthony. He's, he's a man that likes his buckets. Uh, you know, rebounds 29th. That's fine. That's not really what anybody really expected him. Assists 49th. Uh, um, you know, in, in people in the 2010s. When you get to the the some of the advanced stuff, it again, this isn't a guy that I think needs to be one of the top 15 of the decade. You know, it, effective field goal percentage, he ranks 87th. Uh, true shooting percentage, he's 69th. It's a nice little uh, number for him there. Uh, 23rd in PR, 27th in win shares, 48th in win shares per 48, 55th in box score plus minus, and 44th in, in, in value over replacement player uh, on basketball reference. And it's like, yeah, Carmelo's a great player. I mean, obviously, he's got some incredible stuff. He's got some gaudy, you know, all-star games and all that sort of stuff. But the advanced stats just don't – he doesn't really jump out there. And it, it does kind of seem like an egregious pick uh, given those things. And especially that, you know, his it, the way the end of the decade has gone for Carmelo where he's basically, you know, unrosterable at this point and really last year uh, as well. It becomes a little bit weird to try to put him on here. So I, I don't love the pick of him. I think there's a lot of players I'd rather have in, 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 instead of him. Yeah, and I think it's not as though like he had a whole lot of team success that you could you know, with other players that are going to be discussed. It's not like you can you know point to that and be like, well, okay, maybe the numbers don't show something great, but like you know he did all this great stuff with the Knicks. It's like, oh yeah, they they had one really good year, and then he kind of floated around and, and just kind of faded into obscurity. You know, there's not that there's not the intangible stuff there at all. You know, he's kind of the opposite of that, and I, and I like watching Carmelo Anthony play and you know if he ended up you know filling some kind of bench role on a team or you know just you know shot a whole bunch for the Hornets next year or whatever like yeah <laughs> I'd be all right with seeing that like I don't have a problem with him being around and being in the league there might even be a place for him but yeah I I just don't maybe you could argue third team but even then that's that's pretty much a stretch. there's a lot of guys who I think have a better case than he does um in terms of Davis and Griffin do, are you feeling like those are about the right picks there or is I anybody- do yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine with those. And, and initially when I saw the list, I was like, ooh, I don't know about like those two guys. But then you really dig in and you really dig deep into their guys, you know, th- that career, especially a Blake Griffin type. Anthony Davis is still arguably in the peak of his career. Like I, I think he stands for himself. And I, I think most people that, that, that follow the NBA day in and day out know that Anthony Davis is, you know, when healthy, an incredible player. But Blake Griffin is a guy who initially I saw him on the list and I was like, ooh, Blake Griffin, like, I don't know, man. And then you look and you're like, man, Blake Griffin was really good for a long amount of time. And it's like now that he's kind of playing out the strings in Detroit and it's just kind of like the Clippers thing 
just kind of exploded and it didn't feel good at the end and just kind of weird and icky when it all was said and done. It's just like, nah, man, Blake Griffin was really, really good and really an important player uh, in the NBA in this decade. So I have no issue with him. And I was actually kind of surprised at how much his numbers did sort of s- stick out to me and how, you know, he he did sort of look like a pretty well-rounded player. And, and, and yeah, I think I have no problem with him on the second team. Yeah, Blake, uh, ninth in the league in the decade in value of a replacement. Um, and he's, uh, he's in the top 20 as well in, uh, 17th overall in boxer plus minus. So, uh, strong PR as well. So the, you know, the, the more advanced numbers, the other, other PR is really advanced anymore, but you know, it's a, it's a decent, uh, catch all, uh, metric still, uh, if you understand mm-hmm. its limitations. Yeah. Even uh, in, I just want to know too, because I, I, I was kind of shocked by this 10th in, uh, total points in the decade too. Right. Like in the yeah. top 10, like that's where like, you're like, oh yeah, he'd like, put up gaudy scoring numbers like for a yeah. long amount of time. Like, yeah, a lot of them were just, like accumulated because he played almost the entire decade. And he's one of the, the guys that, you know, obviously from 2010 all the way until today is still playing. But like, that's nothing to scoff at being top 10 in overall points. Like that's, that's a lot of buckets. Yeah. And he's certainly, you know, had his injuries. Um, but, uh, actually, yeah. Um, He's had a few years, one one year where he only played 35 games, but for the most part, you know, a couple here where he played like 60 games or so. But I guess he's he's been around long enough as it is. Rookie year was 2011, so uh, played most of the decade and uh, managed to, you know, accumulate good totals and, and play one. Well. He had a pretty good year uh, last year still. Yeah. So um, still an effective player. Five um, All-NBA appearances, six-time All-Star. So, yeah, I, he would be the one who I would – like I think Anthony Davis definitely does belong on there. Although I was surprised at, and I think mostly just because of the injuries and he did start, I think 2013 or so, um, you know, his numbers don't quite pop out as much as I kind of expected them to, at least, you know, advanced metrics wise, like, uh, well, box for those minus he's 11th overall. Um, and, um, value of replacement. He is in the, uh, where is he? I'm, I'm losing where he is. Do you, do you have the ranking, uh, offhand where he is? Uh, so let me see here. Uh, da, 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 da. 17th. What's, what's that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 17th. Um, so, um, which I, I expected just slightly better, but I guess that's still not too bad. It was definitely a, a maybe a lower than I expected, but I, I, I think overall I, I would still, I think he's comfortable on that, on this team, especially if you're looking for a, and you don't necessarily have to, but you know, the, the fact that we have, you know, gotten through 10 guys in this list and have not talked about a center or not really even <laughs> considered a center. What better represents this decade than, <laughs> like, yes, than right. utter lack of centers. So. Yes. I mean, he's center ish, uh, but, um, but, but not quite a center. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, the, the guy, you know, who I would think of ahead of Blake, maybe might be Paul George. You know, he, he would be the one that I would kind of think of. And, and I think mostly their numbers are pretty comparable. Their impact was, but I, but George I think stands out just because I think he's you know significantly better defensive player, but hasn't been good quite as long as Blake was. I mean they both had rookies at the same time, but George took you know two three years to really come along. Where Blake was you know a, a pretty impactful player right away, and the Clippers were pretty good right away after mm-hmm. he got there. I mean it helped of course they had Chris Paul, but still. Um, so I, I think it's kind of a toss up there, but I guess I would put George ahead of um, I would put George ahead of Griffin and then move Griffin down, but still keep him on the second team ahead of Carmelo. Yeah, and I have no issue with that, too. I think Paul George is a guy who who this decade, you know, team success was definitely there in Indiana where, you know, obviously didn't go to the finals and make, you know, a, a run at the championship. It got pretty close to some of those Miami teams, you know, got like a fiery effort against, you know, the, even the peak, you know, Miami Heat big three or it just definitely stands for something. And, and you know, obviously the OKC, OKC thing didn't quite work out exactly how we wanted, but I think enough amount of team success and enough amount of like individual success and, and also health for the most part. He obviously had the one year where he missed a, a huge chunk of time, but uh, for the most part, a guy who, who who stayed healthy through the decade and consistent throughout the decade too. So yeah, I have, I have no issue with Paul George. If you want to swap out Paul George and, and Blake Griffin or uh, obviously Paul George and Carl Anthony, I think would be a, uh, a very, very wise idea is what I would definitely do. But uh, yeah, I, I have no issue with, with trying to find Paul George a, a spot in that second team. Yeah. So um, third team, we have uh, with Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, Paul George, LaMarcus Aldridge and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So um I, I think Kobe wasn't a huge surprise, uh, but as we'll see, I, I just I think the the impact um, it wasn't there throughout the entire decade was was gone pretty early. Uh, Wade, I think 
you might make a similar case. Although looking at the numbers, I was a little bit surprised that he ranks still pretty well in, in these all decade uh, metrics, despite obviously, you know, falling off. Yeah, I, Wade, I have less of an issue with. Uh, we'll, we'll get to him in a sec. Like, I think initially in my head, I was like, ooh, Dwayne Wade, like, there had to be somebody better. And then you're like, nah, man, he was still pretty good until, like, you know, really two years ago and, like, really good and, and, and important as well, being a part of the big three, you know, winning titles with, with Miami. You know, there, there's enough there with Dwayne Wade where the, the, the resume kind of does work. The Kobe resume, though, man, I, I'm not I'm not surprised he's on here, and I get why he's on here, and I know that people really really like Kobe Bryant, but I I just there's no justification for him over some of the guys. We're gonna talk about a lot of the guys that were left off the list. Here's where Kobe ranks, though, just just you know in terms of 2010s points, 39th, games played, 99th, minutes played, 94th, rebounds, 73rd, assists, 43, steals, 62, blocks, 91. Effective field goal percentage, 96th. <laughs> True shooting, 87th. PR, 21. Okay, PR. Like Kobe Ryan a little bit. Win shares, 79th. So he didn't accumulate much. Uh, in terms of win shares for 48, in terms of efficiency, 59th. Box score plus minus, 27th. And value of replacement, I have met 51 among people in that decade. That's just, it's not a resume. <laughs> you know, like I love going, go, 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 He's fun. I enjoy watching him play. There, no, he's there's just he's not an all decade player. It, it's just it, it to me it's kind of laughable that he's on the list. To be honest, like yeah. he's easily the most egregious guy on here. And and yeah, there are, there are a list of guys that I would have well above Kobe Bryant in this decade. I mean, this list is probably twenty deep of people I'd rather have uh, against Kobe. And that's nothing against Kobe's career. And it's nothing against what he did. But it's just like he didn't play that much in this decade, and and he wasn't that effective in this decade either. So yeah, so. In in his defense, a little bit, um, he did have four All NBA first team appearances in the decade. So through 2013, each year he was he was first team. Some of that may have been you know reputation based, but um, he was still effective there. Uh, was finished um, had a top four MVP ranking those first three seasons, uh, and uh, and I think the uh, would have in the 2013 season had not been for the injury near the end of the year. Um, and probably the team disappointment. That was a Dwight Howard year, but he was really awesome that year. Uh, and then got the Achilles injury and then was basically never the uh, same player again. Uh, yeah. Played six games in the 2014 season and, and was, and was bad. Um, and then yeah, shots basically about uh, 365, the last two seasons of his uh, career only played 35 games in 15 and, and uh, played 66 games in 16 was better that year. Um, but still really was, you know, a, a fairly negative player at um, at that point. So uh, I mean, the good was really good. Those last those you know, 2010 and 2013 seasons. Obviously, 2010 they win the championship. Um, they're still a pretty good team the uh, next year. So he's leading them to some team success. But um, you know, I, yeah, I I don't think he quite makes. I, I don't think it's quite as bad of a case. Um, but I don't. I I would probably I would look for another candidate too. I think there are the good candidates that we'll talk about that should be on there um, ahead of him. Um, yeah, Wade's interesting. Wade, um, he did have. Um, you know, he started definitely to fade um, around 2012, 2013, 2014. He misses like 30 games that year. That's the year they kind of like rested him a bunch. That was the last LeBron year, and then he's. You know, pretty okay for the Heat uh, for the next couple seasons, but not great. And then sort of, um, you know, then he does Bulls, uh, Cavs, and then uh, and ends his career in um, in Miami again. But yeah, I, I I was surprised that he did pretty well in terms of the uh, his rankings in the metrics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he definitely was probably my biggest surprise of this list because I initially was just like, oh, get him out of here, and I was like, ah, you know what? No, hold on a minute. Like, there's a real case to be made for Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. So George, we already talked about. We're putting him on the second team. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, that one, uh, like he definitely could be on there. And you know, I, I guess maybe it's time to talk about the guys who I would think about in sort of Lamarcus Aldridge category. Um, you know, the, the guys who I would say would have similar cases to him would probably be like a Marcus All, Al Horford. Kevin Love, maybe a Dwight Howard. I guess I'm talking about you know front court players that I would kind of mm-hmm. consider to be in a similar vein. Um, I would say he probably has been more consistent than 
those guys, at least consistently good across the decade, but I would think that those guys probably had better peaks than he did. Um, I don't know. What, what's your take on, uh, on, on the, the, where he would fit among those guys? Yeah, and, and Aldridge is just a weird one because like, even when he's like really – I mean he has seven all-star games and five all-NBAs and like – it doesn't feel like that, right? It doesn't. He just feels like a guy who just kind of like is in the league, like puts up good numbers, and he just goes home, and that's it. That's like the Marcus Aldridge experience. But like, you go back and look in some tremendous years in in, in Portland. He's he's keeping it going in, in in San Antonio, and he's a guy who definitely belongs on this list. But it, you never really feel comfortable about it, you, you know? Like, because I my initial thought was exactly like you. I'm like, oh, Marcus Aldridge, like I guess. But like, I was thinking, now nah, you know what? I want to get Marcus All in there. I want to get Al Horford in there. I want to even find a way to get a, a, a Kevin Love in there or a Dwight Howard. Like, there's there's f- those four guys. I all thought were like way stronger candidates. And then you look at the numbers and and you look at everything that that Lamarcus Aldridge does bring to the table and how many accolades he's had and 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 how well he kind of ranks in a lot of those stats. And you're like, man, there's I guess there is a case to me for Lamarcus Aldridge. But it just it feels like a Gasol or a Horford or or a Howard or Love are a better spot for that pick. But I guess LaMarcus Aldridge is a really good spot for that pick. And it, it's just it's kind of tricky because it, it, it's hard to kind of comprehend that he would be, you know, a guy that would represent that decade because he just never felt like he jumped off the page ever where some of those other guys, you know, maybe not so right now, but like, you know, and we're going to talk about them in a little bit more detail. But like all those other guys, I felt like had peaks where I was like, oh, those peaks are way higher than LaMarcus Aldridge. But none of them did it for the entire decade like Aldridge quite did. So that's kind of the argument there. Like you could easily make a case for Kevin Love. You can easily make a case for a Dwight Howard over LaMarcus Aldridge. But those both those guys have had, you know, pretty down the last handful of years where LaMarcus Aldridge is just kept doing what he was doing before that. So, yeah, it's hard to really kind of kick him off for, for anybody else. Yeah. Um, Aldridge, uh, 1.6 box plus, plus minus, which is 57th um, on this list, um, which obviously is pretty low. Value of replacement, he's like 26th, uh, right actually next to Dwight Howard. Um, and Tim Duncan and Kevin Love are all right kind of in that uh, in that category right there in terms of that. So I, I would probably would think about maybe Gasol or Horford over um, – over Aldridge, um, probably Gasol, I guess I would say was probably the better peak player. Um, although Horford's been a little bit better longevity player. Um, Aldridge has a better box score stats, but I, I think I just feel like Gasol or Horford feel like more impactful players in terms of winning. Not that any, well, I guess Gasol obviously now has a championship with Toronto, but none of them were, uh, you know, and he was a little bit of a lesser role player in that one, although still very important, obviously. Um, so yeah, I, I think I would, um, I think I would put Gasol over Aldridge. I think it's close, but I think I would definitely uh, I, I would do that. So, um, how do you feel about Giannis being on here? Okay, so Giannis is a weird one. Where uh, again, like initially when I saw the list, I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. He's been like really, really, I mean, incredible the last few years. But like, does he really represent the decade? And then I went back and looked at his stats, and like, god damn, if he doesn't like like match up super well, and it's insane because like he shouldn't, right? Like he shouldn't. Have been like this. This man was a literal child, like halfway through this decade. He still hadn't grown into his body. He was still growing as this decade was was still you know winding down or whatever. And but he's put up such tremendous numbers these last four or five years, really the last three four years, really. And it's shocking how much you can make a case for him in the in, in this all decade team in terms of just like even like the counting stats. It's kind of nuts. Like he's 37th in total rebounds this decade already. He's 42nd in assists. He's 20th in blocks already in this decade. And then, you know, the, the, the advanced stuff, you know, 15th in effective field goal, 10th in, uh, uh, true shooting percentage, 17th in PER, uh, 18th in win shares per 48, 11th in box score plus minus. And even like the, the, the counting stat or the, the accumulation stats, like a win shares, he's 38th. I mean, that's tremendous for a guy who's played, you know, half the decade and then, you know, value of a replacement player. He's 23rd. So it's like, Initially, I was just like, oh, man, you got to get guys that have been here for this whole decade. But when you're such a, a dynamo for half the decade, it's hard to deny it. So, yeah, I, I, I'm fine with him being on this list. Yeah, it's really been the last three years that he's been a super player, but he's been so super. And especially this last <laughs> right. MVP year that, um, yeah, I, I'm not finalized on that one, but I definitely think he's a strong candidate for that spot. I think we talk about a few of the other guys and kind of see where he lands. But I, I, I think he's on here. So I. I want to talk a, a, a bit about some of the other um, kind of guys that we thought were borderline that might be candidates for this list. We've already kind of been through the um, 
the front court players, but I wanted to kind of get into the back court players, and, and I'll just kind of give a few uh, general numbers for that. First, we have Kyle Lowry, uh, five time All Star, only one um, All NBA. Uh, he does rank uh, seventh in value of replacement player um, among the players here, and he ranks twelfth in box score plus minus. So uh, strong there, stronger than a lot of the guys that are ahead of him. Um, and then uh, Damian Lillard, he has uh, four All NBA appearances, and um, he is eighteenth uh, in uh, value replacement, or excuse me, in box score plus minus, and he's eleventh in value replacement. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Um, Two All-NBA appearances, four All-Star appearances, and um, he ranks 18th in value of replacement. And then uh, Mike Conley, famously never an All-Star, but ranks the 20th in value of replacement. Uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, actually uh, Irving and Conley are tied for 19th in value of replacement. Um, Irving does have better box score uh, plus minus numbers than uh, he he has the uh, he he and Gasol and Horford are basically even, but they're significantly behind uh, Lowry and a little bit behind Lillard and but and Butler to uh, if we want to look at that. Uh, and that's it for guards. Uh, we already talked about Howard and um, and Love in terms of the uh, the front court, but uh, in terms of the guards, uh, who stands out to you? And and I guess after that we talk about that, we'll 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 pick our third team. Yeah, I think one thing that initially kind of caught me was that Kyle Lowry, you know, had you know five All Star games, which which makes sense. I mean, that's a probably where he was, but only the one All NBAs uh, definitely kind of sticks out to me uh, in terms of what I thought. Like you think he would have had more, but then you really get down to it and you're like, yeah, maybe not. I mean, it's probably about right for Kyle Lowry. So I have no issue with him not being on any of the the, the top three teams. Uh, very good player for the decade, but not one of the top fifteen guys. Uh, Damian Lillard. Initially, I wanted to kind of find a place for him on this list, and I might if I'm if I'm kicking Wade out, which you know again I'm not totally comfortable with. If I'm kicking Kobe out, like I probably slide uh, Lillard into Kobe's spot on the third team, and I think I'm pretty comfortable with that. I mean, four time All Star, four time All NBA, uh, some pretty gaudy uh, you know stat lines as well, and both efficiency and and kind of overall numbers. So I would try to maybe find a place for Lillard. Uh, in terms of the other guys, I don't know that any of the other guys I really think need to definitely be on there. Uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, are we counting? Are we counting him as a as a as a front quarter back? He's kind of weird as like a a swing man, shooting guard, small forward. So I don't know where we. Yeah, I, you could either do either one, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not putting him on my list anyway. So I'm just, I just <laughs> wanted to clarify. I don't know if you were like ready for a huge Jimmy Butler take uh, in the next little section here, so I don't want to uh, spoil that. But yeah, uh, regardless, uh, I'm not putting him in there. And and Mike Conley, I think I'm I'm stunned. That Mike Conley does he really not have any All Star games? Yeah, he never made it. How <laughs> did Mike Conley never? Everybody makes the NBA All Star game. Like you know, Jamal McClure's got a freaking All Star game. Like, how does Mike Conley? To be fair, that was during the center era where we had to lump centers. And Mike Conley doesn't have an All Star game birth ever. Yeah, that's he nuts. Does not. Well, he can't be on this All Decade team. Then obviously, it's a real but, thing. but yeah. no, I didn't like. And again, Mike Conley's a guy. I, I love watching Mike Conley play. But is he the top one of the top fifteen players in the decade? Absolutely not. Uh, and then Kyrie Irving, I have a love hate with Kyrie. Like I, I, I saw a lot of arguments that people sh- wanted him to be on there in, in some way, shape, or form, or find some spot for him. I, I he's not, I, obviously not taking out a Curry or a Harden. He's not taking out a Paul or a Westbrook for me on the second team. I guess if you wanted to kick out Wade and Kobe out of that third team, and I'm only going to put Lillard up there, I guess I could hear an argument for Kyrie. I just don't really like Kyrie Irving, so I have a tough time being like, yeah, sure. Like, I guess he, I mean, he definitely probably belongs there in some case. I mean, he does have pretty gaudy numbers. I just think the longevity and some of the injuries and all that sort of stuff do kind of dock him. But I mean, six time All Star, two time All NBA. I mean, he's definitely, you know, th- th- there is a justification for putting Kyrie in there if you need to, but. I don't. I don't really like it. If, if it was up to me, I'd probably keep Wade on that third team, uh, and then move Lillard up and and, and uh, you know kick Kobe Bryant down. Yeah. Before I get to mine, um, I do want to point out that Dwight Howard had five uh, five time All NBA uh, in the 2010s, which is kind of shocking because he left the Magic in 2012, or uh, his last season for the Magic was 2012, and then had of course. Um, a couple years or three years in Houston. One of those was like a half season where he was injured. And then one season with Atlanta, one season with uh, Charlotte and then nine games with uh, the uh, wizards before, of course, 20, 20, 
20 going back to the Lakers, baby. But um, Oh, God. Can you he, even imagine? Oh, man. Uh, yeah. That's not what you call it. Another, we'll, we will, I'm sure, have an episode about that at some point down the line. But, but he was still you know, a, a strong player through 2014. I think the injuries kind of caught up with him. Um, he had some pretty good box score stats, but I think the impact stats definitely went down. And you know, he was on bad teams that absolutely hated him and uh, didn't really got better after he left. So, um, so I... I, I <sighs> I, I do think I think there's a case, but I ultimately I just think I probably can't put him on there, although I, I would think about it for sure. Yeah, no, I, I definitely thought a lot about Dwight. And I think, you know, to me, going back and looking at his numbers and looking at his entire career, th- this if we had bumped this decade team like even a year back, I might put Dwight Howard in there. You, you know what I mean? Like if we bumped it into like, hey, you know, let's count 2009 as, as this decade or whatever, because that's right. when he's still at the peak of his career. I mean, like we forget how early. And good he was in his career. I mean, he was at 21 years old, already making all-star teams by, you know, 2007. He was already leading the league in rebounds by, you know, his 22-year-old season in, in, in 2008. And 2009, he's, he's doing incredible. I mean, like, that is really the peak of Dwight Howard's career. And then those last few years in Orlando, things got a little weird, but he was still really good. He was still a great player. The LA thing happens. And then pretty much from then on, it, 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 it kind of tails off there a little bit. So he's a case where, like, I wanted to say, oh, no, no, you got to find a place for Dwight Howard. But to me, I, I guess I don't realize how good he was so early in his career. I feel like that peak came in the 2010s, but really you could argue that the peak came in the late, you know, two, you know, late, late 200 or 20. God, what the hell do you even call 2000s or whatever? The fucking 2000s, whatever you want to say there, like 2008, 2009, 2007. Those are really great Dwight Howard years that would help his resume. But in case, you know, we can't count those. And then if you don't count those, you just have really like in this, this last decade, like five years of just total duds. Uh, and then a few years where he was still pretty damn good, but, it's hard to justify with those last five years, the way they've, you know, things have gone for, for Dwight. All right. So for my third team, I think that I am going to go with, I'm going to go with Lowry and Lillard. I'm going to go with Giannis and Gasol. And then for my other backcourt player, I'm either going to go with Horford or Butler. I can't decide if I want to do Horford or Butler. My my head's telling me Butler, but my heart's telling me Horford. I'm going to go with my heart, Al Horford. Wow. So you're just dicing up that list. Unbelievable. I wow. I, <laughs> the third team yes. is just getting decimated yeah. uh, by Jason. I guess, should we give our official list here? Should we go to first team all the way to third and then? Yes, let's do it. Okay. All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna jot this down here. So Okay. So for me, uh, first team... Steph Curry, no doubt, right? Would you agree? Or maybe we'll, 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 we can go one by, we can go player by player then if you want to do that. So, so he's a no doubt, Steph Curry. I, I think some of these guys are going to be easy. James Harden, you would agree, no doubt, right? Has to be on yes. that list. Yep. Uh, LeBron James, I, I'm just going to skip that one. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Durant, I'm just going to skip and enter that one too. I don't think anyone's going to make a case for those. Okay. So we got those guys. You and I both brought up issues with a Kawhi Leonard. Would you keep Kawhi in that first team or are you maybe moving him and, and, and bouncing him to another team? Are we going position full or position? Uh, I guess we kind of we have to, right? They they said that those are the rules, right? So we gotta follow the NBA.com rules. They're our we would have to. Night. We're well, allowed. No, to I fo- mean, <laughs> hey, we're if you don't want to, man, I'm, I'm more than willing to send him away and and, and put Westbrook in. You make All the right. call, sir. Let's let's do it. Let's 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 not follow the rules. Let's, we're gonna make a game time decision now. All right, I will go Westbrook over Leonard. There it is. Me too. All right. So all I right. am also putting. Uh, let's put that. First. All right. So they're in our all decade team right now. Officially, this this we are officially bestowing upon these men. They will be getting getting plaques once we raise enough money to <laughs> purchase fifteen plaques. Uh, these right. people. So Steph Curry, James Harden, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook are are all NBA two thousand tens decade team are you cool with that you're comfortable i'm cool with that i'm Good. cool with right. that. yes all right so now we got the second team so obviously i'm assuming Kawhi leonard is going to go to the second team for us right we're not uh, are you yeah, banishing yes. him from the okay you're, you're Le- leonard's <laughs> going second team yes yes okay well i don't know you with the third team you just went haywire man i don't know what you're thinking these <laughs> days i don't know where your head's going at right yeah <laughs> that's uh all right so so he's now on the second team that means one of these guys has to go uh chris paul remaining on the second team i'd assume yes Okay, so Chris Paul is going to stay on that second team. I have uh, no issues uh, with that. As we said, Russell Westbrook has moved up to the first team. He's no longer eligible. Uh, Anthony Davis, he's one that we kind of brought up a little bit. Are you still officially putting him on the second? I, I am, yes. Okay, I, I am as well. Yeah, I think he, he makes enough of a case there to uh, definitely be there. Uh, Blake Griffin, another guy that we were kind of hemming and hawing on. I, I'm comfortable with him being on the second team. Are you, though, Jason? I, I am. I would put Paul George ahead of him, but but yes, both, I believe, belong on the second team. Okay. So then Carmelo Anthony, we are uh, 
Are we jettisoning? Are you are you sending him away? He's out. He's out. He's out. Okay. Is now is he out of the list altogether, or is he going to the third team? He is not going to be on the third team. He is going to be off off the list. Jason, my man, Carmelo, hit the bricks, kid. <laughs> Kick rocks, yep. Carmelo. You're out of here. All right. So I have also exiled Carmelo, uh, and now you are moving Paul George up, correct? Yes. Okay, I am going to do the same on, on Paul George. I think uh, you, you definitely made a compelling case there for Paul George, and I have no issue with him there. Okay, now we got the third team, which uh, this is going to be tough to keep track of, so I'll let you go first, because you just said, hey, screw all these guys, they're all gone. All right, so Dwayne Wade. Yeah, your nan, uh, Dwayne Wade. I, I said no to Wade. He would be my next pick, though, but he, he would be my 16th man, but, um, but he's not on this list for me. Yeah, despite all the posturing, I am also probably going to, Jettison Wade here, I, I like looking at it. Decide, you know, yeah, like you said, the kind of the last half of the decade is hard to justify. He does have some pretty gaudy numbers at the beginning, uh, but there are guys that I think are a little bit more deserving. So I am, I am going to send him uh, away as well. And now, uh, Kobe Bryant, are we both uh, <laughs> much the ire of uh, of Lakers fans? We are, we're sending him away, aren't we? Yeah, we're gonna send him away. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, that's fine. Uh, people, it's not. Uh, we're not saying Kobe Bryant wasn't good at any point. It's just we're talking about right. 2010s. Like yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to he, justify he was him. Great. Okay. He was great until 2013, I, you know. Exactly, right. But yeah, that, it's right. <laughs> 2020 and 2019, yeah. like that, you know, yeah. those were years ago. Years. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, LaMarcus Aldridge, staying or going? Um, I have him going. You're a monster. You're out of your mind. <laughs> all right, so he is N.A. Okay, so you have kept you have kept nobody on this third team, am I correct? Giannis. No, I, I'll keep Giannis. <laughs> okay, you're keeping Giannis. So Giannis is staying. So Giannis is, yes. is, is remaining on the third team. I am also going to keep Giannis on the third team. All right, so sir, you have what four extra spots here? All right, so uh, what do you got? I have, uh, I've no, I have three extra spots myself. So okay, so it'll be pretty fun to see uh, where this goes. But yeah, who are uh, who's your first pick to to move up to the third team? So my first, um, I'll do them in order. I think they deserve it. Uh, I'll first do Damian Lillard. Okay, I am also going to move Damian Lillard up uh, to the third team as well. So yeah, Damian Lillard, congratulations, uh, welcome to the third team. Uh, all right, so you know, who is your next pick to move on up? Uh, my next pick is Marcus All. Okay, so then Marcus All is for you replacing. Oh, we're not doing positions. We decided screw the positions. Yeah, no, That's no good. Positions, All right, yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right, so you were putting Marcus All on the third team, man. Ooh, ugh, it's tough. Oh, I have. Okay, no, I have another. Oh man, this is, this is excruciating because there's a lot of guys I want to put on here. Because right. if we're if we're if we're taking the positions off, Paul George is moving up. Uh, like I said, Damian Lillard definitely going in. Oh man, uh, come back to me on that one. Come back to me on that one. I gotta think about this a little bit. Sorry. Okay. All right. So so um, I confuse myself. So we have so I have little okay, Lord Gasol and Giannis so far. So there's two more spots um, for me, and I guess three more for you. So, Correct. All right. So next, I am going with Kyle Lowry. Okay. Oh, that's an interesting one there. So what's what's the justification for Kyle Lowry there? I don't think we do. We touch on him enough. Uh, I, I mean, I think that um, the box score metrics aren't great, but I think that um, in terms of where he, uh, you know, box score plus minus, he's really strong among the guards. He's, he's right there after the top tier of guys. So I, I think that gives him an edge over the other guards. Lots of team success, not a lot of all NBA nods, but I think that he does things um, that aren't reflected in the stats that make him a really valuable player. So um, that that'll be my reasoning. Uh, but but you know it's uh, it's close. All right, so Kyle Lowry has moved up to your third team. I'll make my announcement here. I got Kevin Love also moving up to the All NBA third team. We didn't touch on him nice. all that much, but he's a no. guy who I think like again because this Cleveland era kind of dragged his overall numbers down. I think people forget how much of a dude Kevin Love was at the beginning of this decade. Like that dude was putting up insane numbers. Yes, the team success wasn't quite there with Minnesota, but he played yeah. a huge role in, in Cleveland winning that title. He played a huge role there. And and obviously things have gone a little south uh, the last few years, but I think he, he definitely, definitely, I think can be justified to put on that list. I mean, in terms of gaudy numbers and, and, and in terms of the advanced stuff, like Kevin Love is a guy who I think belongs on that list and, and I have no issue with him being up there. So, all right. I I'm moving him up. So you have uh do you have one more spot, I think? I do have one more spot. So I'm gonna go with Al Horford for my last one. That is okay. That is a great pick, and I was gonna do Al Horford, but then I realized I'm looking at this list, and I'm like, Jason, I think you're leaving a guy off that I really, really wanted to put on this list. And a guy who I can make a justification for being on the list too. You ready for this? All right. I'm gonna read this resume here before I uh, mention the player. Um 
Total rebounds in the decade, 26th. Blocks in the decade, 8th. PR in the decade, 11th. Win shares for, per 48, 9th. Box score plus minus, 12th. Do you know who I'm talking about? I do not. Tim Duncan. <laughs> Tim Duncan. There I'm putting Tim Duncan there, baby. Let's go. Oh, Look at those man. numbers, man. Look Tim at those Duncan. Th- like that, you know, that that's 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 a hell of a run for even though he played, you know, didn't play for half the decade. Like Tim Duncan, man, I'm throwing him on that list. Those numbers are gaudy. The the the, the advanced stuff speaks to him. He's winning titles. He's he's getting send off. Like, I'm putting Tim Duncan on this list, man. I don't care who gets mad or who gets upset. Tim Duncan is on my all 2010s third team. All right. All right. Hot take there. It was. I was. I was waiting. I'm looking and I'm like, ah, oh, man. Like, I'm surprised. Like, maybe his numbers weren't that good. Like, maybe he doesn't deserve to be on this list. But then I looked and I'm sorting and I'm like, no, he does, man. He does. Yeah. Look at those. Like, I, I would have never in a million years thought he'd be top ten in PR or eleventh in PR, I should say, for the decade, or or top ten in win shares per forty eight for the decade. Like, that's that's pretty nuts. He'd be on there in terms of some of the like gaudy, like the the the. The minutes played, like he's pretty low on the list because he's really not playing in the regular season at this point anymore for pretty much most of the decade. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can't can't argue with the the uh, the playoff numbers. And I thought it was kind of interesting too that he was still you know top ten uh, in terms of blocks in, in the decade. But yeah, the PR really stuck out to me. The win shares per forty eight, the box plus minus, uh, and even the value over replacement player was top thirty as well. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just I, I, I think no Tim belongs on yeah. there. I don't know. I'll yeah. argue. I'll argue with anybody right. about it. So all right, fair enough. Uh, that, hey, that was good. Uh, I like when we disagree. We don't disagree quite enough. I, I <laughs> we don't. Yeah. So screw you, Jason. Yeah. You're wrong. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, Larry, yeah. are you out of your mind? <laughs> <That's>, uh, I am. <laughs> I, we don't even sound mind. good when we try to argue in real life. It's not even. Yeah. No, it doesn't really work. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. Well, anyway, um, thanks everyone for uh, checking us out. We enjoyed this. This was fun. We, uh, I think we've got some other maybe uh, all decade uh, type ish ideas about some other decades that we might uh, dig into over uh, next uh, few episodes. We, we got some fun ideas uh, kind of spinning off of this one. So we'll, uh, we'll see if we get into that or maybe we get into something else. Who knows? It uh, kind of a, uh, kind of a free for all here at the over and back. We just kind of, uh, you know, just throw stuff out and hope it sticks. So <laughs> Exactly. This was a one that kind of came up last minute th- this episode, but I, yeah, I really enjoyed doing this a little bit less, you know, in terms of intensive research and a little bit more in terms of just kind of having fun. And, and again, like thinking about the decade and sort of putting a cap on this decade that we've, you know, all watched in real time or whatnot. So it's, it, it's kind of fun sure. to look at and, and do that. But yeah, uh, there were some suggestions about some pretty cool topics about all decade teams, you know, maybe bumping it into mid decade teams and looking at the NBA 2K all decade teams or whatnot. So I think, uh, this is something that I think we'll kind of talk about a little bit as we, as we said, we kind of get through the doldrums of the off season and get to the the, the real games and and when it feels like everyone's talking about the NBA again because yeah, right now it's it's <laughs> it's long summer, baby. It's a long summer. I'm watching. I had to watch football this weekend, Jason. And I hate oh, it. Oh no, I know it's gotten Sounds so terrible. bad that I've I stumbled upon football and watched it and, and I'm like, oh, oh gross. Like so, I, I'm I'm good. We talked about basketball. I, I cleanse my palate. I'm ready for it. But uh, yeah, some really good ideas about these all decade teams and whatnot. But definitely let us know what you think. Uh, of our picks as well we'll probably we'll probably post them on twitter so people can kind of react on there as well but uh at over and back nba uh, is how you find us on twitter uh and uh, over and back nba.com as well on uh the old internet if you want to listen to all of our old episodes as well yes and we're also on facebook at over and back nba as well and uh if you uh, like our show and uh want to give us a rating and review on whatever platform that you uh, listen to we're on apple Podcasts and stitcher and you know pretty much all the all the big ones were there so uh yeah, do that and uh, listen to us and uh, be our friends. And uh, until next time, uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back again soon. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.